Trigger warning. The following episode contains references to human suffering, death, factual inaccuracies, several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. I've found Jesus, and faith is sweet. I'm Kelly. This new potpourri I got smells a lot like mummies. I'm Adam. Little known fact about saints, they had 15 fingers apiece. I'm Sean. The hand bone's connected to the finger bone. The finger bone's connected to the holy triune. I'm Andy, and this is Acid Pop. Hello, everybody, and welcome back, where this week we will be talking about relics. 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 Like us. Uh, So the word relic is from Old French relique. Uh, (laughs) Relique. Right. uh, Meaning body part or other object from a holy person. Okay. A little on the nose. Is it it that book, The the Relic? Yeah. It's uh, monsters and museums. (laughs) Uh, From Latin, relicae. (laughs) Relicae. I bet you I can fit all the vowels in one word. Bet you can't. Uh, <laughs> remains of a martyr. Oh, okay. Like that old Jesus. I do not have a fear of relics, but I do have hagiophobia, which is the fear of saints or holy things. Okay. Yeah. I think that Interesting. applies. And I could not find the etymology of that. For some reason, when I typed in, like, I was like, etymology, hagiophobia. Google's like, do you mean homophobia? <laughs> a lot of people mean that. No. So I guess we'll move on to our trivia. So what, what we're going to start with is some fill in the blanks. And then I'm going to ask you some questions about whether or not Jesus has appeared in something. Can we do like a Mad Libs section too? We could. The answer <laughs> is yes. So our first question is, what is a first class relic? Hmm. It's got to be a body part that they used every day. So like a hand. Yeah. It's, it's a real top notch body part. Yeah. Not like a heel. So we're talking like the pointer finger from the right hand. <laughs> <laughs> or a real good nose. <laughs> Use it for sniffing. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is like if you fly first class, hmm. they embed a relic into every seat Ooh. to provide extra comfort and safety. <laughs> or, or maybe it's if they're preserved well enough. So like it's if it's not just a bone or if it's, if it's still got like skin on it. Oh, not a bad guess. Oh, you're all wrong. Oh, so it was a bad guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, first class relics are either items directly associated with the life of Christ, like your crown of thorns, a piece of the true cross, his foreskin, the barista's hand that served him his coffee, yeah. <laughs> his Is first it- rattle, <laughs> or the physical is- remains of saints. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you could, you could have stuff that Jesus liked or pieces of saints. But not um, things that saints liked. <laughs> pieces of martyrs are more highly prized than people who did not die for the church. <laughs> I, say, I thought a relic was a part of... Of a saint. Yeah. So it feels like, oh, interesting. It can just be anybody's parts. <laughs> That's what we find out. This is the right hand of a Mr. Smith. <laughs> but speaking about blessing things with relics, here, I'll insert some random relic trivia. Did you know that a Catholic altar is not uh, is not considered altery enough unless it's been blessed by with, with a relic? Hmm. Hmm. How many relics are just floating around? <laughs> Pretty, I, Adam, I can present you with a chicken bone and be like, it was the bony finger of St. Francis. Yes, Francis. 
Franciscus. <laughs> so basically, what? you need to like poke the altar with a dead guy's thumb before it counts. Think. There you go. Yeah, or tongue or jaw. <laughs> Lick it. What is a second class relic? Uh, that would be a body part from someone who shook hands with a saint once. Yeah, this it's turning into like six degrees of Jesus. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's something that like a saint wore. Or, like, not a piece of them, but, like, a piece of their clothing or, like, their favorite hat. <laughs> I'll give it to Kelly. It's any items owned or regu- regularly used by a saint. Okay. Ah. Such as a favorite hat. <laughs> or toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, on our, on our journey through the class system, what is a third class relic? Hmm. That's just a rock that a priest liked the looks of. <laughs> So it's not something they touched, presumably. We can we can think not, no. I'm going to go with Sean. I think it's something that they decide exudes holiness, but <laughs> doesn't have any like direct connection to a saint or Jesus. I'll bet the saints would have liked this. It's like a piece of their hometown. Like, <laughs> this is part like of the piece guy's of the Berlin Wall. Two doors but... down. Ooh, maybe it's like something that's miraculy. Like, you know, they have like those crying statues and stuff. Mm. Yeah. So I started this episode because of the news story where the the Jesus was leaking and people were sucking water off of its foot and it was actually coming from an upstairs (laughs) toilet. (laughs) Those are not considered relics. Okay. That's a miracle. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Toilet Jesus. Why is Jesus crying out of a toilet? (laughs) So any third class relic is an item that has been touched to a first or second class relic. What? Oh, wow. There's got to be a lot of those (laughs) around these days. Yep. Uh, Those are not considered like super relics by the church. They're just relic-y. That's super easy. Just well, a, a lot of times it's oils or cloths, so they'll pour oil down like something and bottle it up and be like, "Here's your relic." Just say, just throw a relic in a ball pit and just stir for a while. And what about what about the air that exists around the relics? <laughs> Very holy. Are we getting into like relic homeopathy? If you drop a relic in the ocean, is the ocean blessed? <laughs> like, and then if I drink the ocean water, am I a fourth degree relic? You are. A little saltier. And too. a second degree black belt. <laughs> I guess only if you're from Saint <laughs> Bruce Lee. Uh, what is a reliquary? It's a thing you keep a relic in. Yeah, oh. it's like a. It's like if you had a big case for it, it'd be like a reliquarium. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's mine a- where you dig up relics. Uh, both Kelly and Adam are right. A reliquary is a is a case used to house and display a relic. Although not a lot of them are actually on display because when you display these things, people come in and point out the problems with them. So a lot of times <laughs> it'll be like a nice little gold coffin yeah or a glass case with like a statue of the saint and they're like the bones are in there yeah <laughs> justice wink what is the congregation for the causes of the saints it's the biggest collection of relics in the world it's like a think tank that doesn't get anything done <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it's some sort of uh, like popey thing like they get together to decide who gets to be a saint and who doesn't it's a whole <laughs> process kelly is 100 percent correct Wow. It is the group that oversees the process that leads to the canonization of saints. You got to beautify people. And you got to get their hair done. You got to listen to all the things that they've done and try and twist three of them into a miracle. Uh, so not only do they do that, to actually have a verified relic, which is hard to do these days because a lot of people are bringing forth stuff. They're like, look, I have a, I have a child that cries Jesus oil. <laughs> <laughs> and a chicken with a cross on it. So you have to get... You have to make a reliquary, house the relic, prove its power, and then get a, a signed certificate from the uh, the congregation for the causes of saints. You've got to date the relic. <laughs> now, as Sean mentioned, miracles are an important part of the saints, and they're also an important part of the relics. Hmm. So, what is a first-degree miracle? Oh, God. <laughs> 
that would be something that only one person saw. It's like, no, he totally teleported. A first degree miracle, I, I think it has to like come from the hands of the saint. It's a it's an on purpose miracle that has like a person that it can be attributed to. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's a healing from a living saint. Well, they're not a saint yet, but a living person who becomes a saint. They touch someone, that person gets healed. That's a first degree miracle. So a first degree miracle is the resurrection of the dead. Oh mm. wow. That's wow. a big one. Hardcore. If, if you're going to be doing first degree miracles, you have resurrected the dead. A third wow. degree miracle is a full is a full tissue miracle that goes all the way down to the bone. We're getting there. <laughs> I was under the impression that that was against the rules unless you were Jesus. <laughs> you should really read more saints. <laughs> I thought that was necromancy. <laughs> I was reading these out to my wife and she goes, miracles sound a lot like necromancy. <laughs> so what's a second degree miracle? That would be when you try to bring someone back to life, but it doesn't quite work. That's when you get... Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's a healing. It's creating like food or water out of nothing. See, they nip like most of the miracles that we, that they canonize saints for are for curing diseases or apparently bringing people back from the dead. Oh, well mm -hmm. then it would be like bringing back from the almost dead. Curing <laughs> a very serious illness. Stopping someone from falling down a flight of stairs. Don't go up there. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to Adam. So this is, very specific. It's the curing of an incurable disease that has destroyed or damaged bones or organs, and the cure also regenerates the destroyed bones and organs. What? Okay. So, if you have kidney disease, and you've lost a kidney, and you grow back your kidney. Foop. Yep. And the, the saint comes up and goes, oh god, you look horrible. No more dialysis. And you're like, oh, I feel a kidney. Uh, but now the dialysis is killing me. <laughs> Quick, someone punch me and test if it's there. And finally, what is a third degree miracle? That's when you make a really good sandwich. <laughs> That's when, like, you just cheer someone up. Like, they're having a bad day. You sit ne down next to them, like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. And they feel a little better. Based on the degrees of which we're going up, it's going to be, like, not like a, an injury where you're missing something, but, like, just an illness. Like, something that's more ephemeral i guess <laughs> the flu yeah like you had the sniffles and now they're gone a sprained toe, uh, my toe. I'll, I'll cure your hiccups boo it's a miracle <laughs> the chongo mm -hmm. the sandwich <laughs> the miracle sandwich. remember that in case it's right miracle whip uh, <laughs> so a third degree miracle is instantaneous recovery from a disease that otherwise would have taken a long time to cure with proper treatment oh, seems ambiguous okay. so if you had back problems and suddenly you don't that's a miracle. miracle. Where you had a hundred day cough and it took 98. <laughs> miracle. Okay, folks, here's some things that Jesus may have appeared in. I want you to tell me whether or not it's true. Are any of them tabloids? <laughs> a jar of Nutella. <laughs> I think I heard that. I'm going to say true. Say if, if it's true or not, like, what do you mean? Did somebody see Jesus in okay. this thing? If Did somebody say it was true? Well, Andy just did. So it's <laughs> definitely true now. Sure, true. I'm going to say true for all of these. <laughs> we don't have any documented Jesus Nutellas. Oh. But we do have a Marmite Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so salty. How's about an orange? Wrinkled up into a Jesus face. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Jesus would have looked like if he lived to be 90 and also was an orange. <laughs> it's Jesus' navel orange. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say false. Uh, I could see that, like... If, when when he cut it open, there's like a crucified Jesus in there. <laughs> it's screaming. <laughs> God. This one's true. Paul 
Kolnezewick of New York sliced open his sliced open his origin. He saw Jesus. There he is, Adam. You can see Jesus. It's very specifically there, and that could be like the Holy Spirit popping out. <laughs> A cheese pizza. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's a lot of textures and stuff going on in there. I could see a Jesus face appearing in a, in a cheese pizza. No, false. Pizza artists are very talented. I'm sure they could put a Jesus into a pizza without too much difficulty. It's true. Oh. Uh, the face that resembled that of Jesus was spotted on a three-cheese pizza from Parsons <laughs> Farms, New Farm, Brisbane. A Jesus. But once again, <laughs> that could be anybody. Yeah. Adam's was better. Your Walmart receipt. <laughs> oh. I don't see how that's possible. Yeah, no. Jesus does not associate himself with Walmart. <laughs> no. What if it's like the like the Game Facts pages where they like draw pictures with all the different characters? <laughs> yeah, I can ask you, Jesus. If, if I order just the right things at Walmart, will it look like Jesus <laughs> on the receipt through the symbols? To me, you have to go to heaven. <laughs> now this one looks like somebody did it on purpose to me. But mm. yes, uh, three days oh. after newly engaged South Carolina couple shopped at Walmart, they noticed their receipt began to shift. What? Showing the face of Jesus. <laughs> I Jesus like does picture. not associate himself with Walmart. <laughs> and those, those are all the Jesus. Oh, basically, anything you can imagine, Jesus is there. I'll, we'll have a link in the show notes to this. And it's one of them is like the creases of a drying sock. <laughs> Except Nutella. My second best bra. <laughs> a utility pole. Oh, yeah, there's a kudzu Jesus. <laughs> Google Earth Jesus. What? Well, there he is right there. Can't you see him? Well, people have made a lot of really big Jesuses. I'm sure you could see one from space. Is that the plural of Jesus? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Jeezies. Young Jeezy. I keep on seeing these Jeezies everywhere. <laughs> Jeezy Louisey. Before I get into some specific relics, we're going to say, why do people think relics are so important? We're done with trivia, by the way. So you don't have to answer this. Uh, because people get say cancer <laughs> and they're out of options and they yeah. say maybe if you poke me with that old finger bone yeah people yeah. need hope yeah we're essentially just going back to the whole placebo thing well, that's a, that's essentially why people go to see the relics is they do healing miracles yeah. or mm-hmm. maybe they'll help you with money problems or whatever vague thing you have being in the room with an object that might be a conduit to god I just don't know why God would hang out with some dead guy's thumb. I feel like God is more accessible than that. Like you don't need don't need the physical eye object. Well, it's like God's, a battery. It's just been charged up with yeah. God. God's not hanging out with it. There's like there's a little piece of God inside of it. Well, imagine them as God antennas. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like an omnipotent God does not need an antenna. <laughs> the Catholics are very specific in that you're not supposed to be worshiping these things as though they have the power of God in them. It's just that these people were so holy that maybe being in the area lets you talk to God better. (laughs) It's the next best thing to God. But one of the other big reasons is money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So let's imagine it's medieval times and we all live in a shithole town. Because we would have. And I have the black plague. (laughs) Sean has the plague. Aww. Ellie's a witch. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. But suddenly our little shithole church says, hey, you know what I've got? I got the toe bones of St. Angelicus. (laughs) And they can cure the sick and feed the poor. (laughs) I don't want to eat toes. Silence, Plaguey. All of a sudden we have people coming in from all over the country. Come see our toe bones. And those people are going to (laughs) need housing and food Mm. and maybe some protection. (laughs) It's asking a lot of a pair of bones. (laughs) 
So all of a sudden, our economy's booming because of the so the, the so tones, the toe bones. <laughs> Need some novelty t-shirts. Yeah, get your I picture can- taken with the toe bone. <sighs> Came to this shithole town and all I saw were some bloody toe bones. <laughs> come and get come and get your toe bone burlap sacks. Bones of a dead guy here. Come on down. <laughs> the sale of first and second degree relics is is punishable by excommunication by the Catholic Church. Oh, I thought you were going to say death. <laughs> I don't think the Catholic Church can kill you. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> what you have to do is give them to someone as a gift and then they, in an unrelated event, give you a bunch of money as a gift and then it's okay. Yeah, I got these reliquaries in a in a merger. Yeah, you can sell as many third degree relics as you like. <laughs> now we're gonna start off here by saying, oh god, like ninety eight percent of all relics are forgeries or frauds. Or just- <laughs> are you are you saying two percent of relics are real? Wow, two uh, percent of relics are purported to be the remains of the people who actually you know had the parts. I'm impressed. Yeah, somewhere out there, there's uh, a skeleton missing some bones. <laughs> but uh, Cal- Calvin was known to say that there's so many pieces of the true cross out there that you could make a true boat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Think of how holy that boat is. I don't want a holy boat. What's <laughs> all the water in? <laughs> Scrap the wiffle boat. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes such a cool noise when it rushes by. I mean, if Jesus can walk on water. Yeah, it's true. So let's talk about a few relics that have been floating around. Uh, we'll start with the bones of St. Rosalia. Rosalia was a, a pretty much an unremarkable young woman who, when she was 15, said, I love Jesus a lot. <laughs> like, I'm not messing around. And so she went and lived as a lonely hermit in a cave until she died there by herself. Wow, that's a lot of love. I mean, as far as saint lives go, that's pretty cushy. Yeah. I mean, she didn't get torn to pieces or crucified upside down or fed molten lead. Heck, I could go do that right now and become a saint. <laughs> Uh, you need to perform some miracles, but they can be posthumous miracles. So. Wow. Can um, they be pre-humous miracles? Can you do them before you're born? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so her remains lay in that cave for about 500 years when a plague hit the Sicilian city of Palermo. That'll happen. Miraculously, a bunch of people said, I'm having visions of a little saint in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> a dead lonely woman. <laughs> the, the guy who seemed to know the most about it said, I'll dig them up. <laughs> So he went to the cave, and lo and behold, he found a bunch of bones. Well, it's a lot of bones. Yeah, looked like a dog, but hey. <laughs> I was going to say, weirdly large skull with sharp teeth, but, you know, st- saints do what they do. So they, they put them on like a, a golden platter and paraded them around the city, and the plague disappeared. Poof. Poof, gone. Maybe the cure for the plague was just getting out and celebrating more. Yeah, touching gold a little bit. Fresh air. The cure for the plague was friendship. <laughs> <laughs> So obviously this is a bona fide miracle. So they went up to that cave, turned it into a church, said, everybody come here, pray, stay in our hotels, eat our food, Sicily. <laughs> Slap the brand on it. Now they're selling it. They're selling it. That poor woman just wanted to be left alone. <laughs> she has the opposite of that. She's like haunting that cave and she's like, what's gone wrong? <laughs> what did I do? Next time I'll kill them all. Why is God punishing me? And they did this until 1825. When a British geologist named William Buckland was on his honeymoon and they visited the town and they said, you have got to see our shrine. It has the most lovely bones by Stephen King. (laughs) That a Stephen King book? Yes. And he went in there and looked at the bones and said, hey, yo, that's a goat. (laughs) (laughs) I was close with dog. You see the hooves and horns? (laughs) (laughs) Like those aren't human bones. Those are goat bones. To which the Sicilian said, 
Go away from our town forever. You Get are out. kicked out. <laughs> well, you see, her first miracle was turning into a goat <laughs> upon her death. Wow. They said, you horrid, horrid man. These are not goat bones. These are woman bones, and you are not allowed in town anymore. So <laughs> there. Now, they still have the bones, but the bones aren't on display so much as they are encased in a golden statue. Of a goat. <laughs> of St. Rosalia, where no one can see them anymore and point out their goatiness. Too, too many questions. I wonder where all her fingers went. I mean, if she was properly holy, she'd be a sheep, not a goat. Mm. I think we should be concerned that she's some sort of devil saint. <laughs> is is there a demonic equivalent? Yeah, they're called Oppa Saints. Oppa Saints. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the relics. Oh, no, I don't know. Uh, so we're going to also make a stop at the Shroud of Turin, which everybody loves. Everybody loves Shroud of Turin. Picture of Jesus on it. I, re- I know where that is. <laughs> no. Uh, so it's a 15-foot linen cloth bearing the image of a man on it that is supposedly the death shroud of Christ. You drape it over him, he goes poof, and then there's a picture of him on it. <laughs> He's like uh, silly putty. <laughs> Do you think that happened like every time he washed his face? Like he's just drying it off and there's just a Jesus face? <laughs> oh, oh, it's me. There is a shit ton of relics that are cloths that maybe touch Jesus that his face has appeared on. <laughs> as far as that's like a xanthian magical power well maybe for a lot of makeup yeah i look lovely with this orange foundation i oh, know why is he <laughs> trump jesus is not trump <laughs> <laughs> so the shroud of turn popped up in the 1350s in a time where there was just a ton of burial shrouds of christ like everyone was like, hey, got one. I found one. I found the, we have, we have to put it in the church now. Come and see our church. We have the original burial shroud. <laughs> Ray's original burial shroud. They just stacked it with shrouds. Like it was yeah. just like 20, 30 shrouds deep. No one even knew where Jesus was under there. <laughs> yeah, just put that body underneath the pile of linens. <laughs> Didn't want him to get cold. The shroud of turn is the one that stuck around because a Pope came up. And it was Pope Julius II came and said, oh no, that's the real one. <laughs> my popiness can detect the real shroud <laughs> <laughs> the problem is is that if it was really the death shroud of the lord it would be about i don't know 1200 years older than it actually is yeah probably just be a collection of threads and dust <laughs> so the vatican or who sorry it's not the vatican i can't rem- i didn't write down who actually holds the shroud it's like a council of turin was approached by some scientists and said, hey, we want to do some radiocarbon dating on that thing. And they said, there's no problem with that whatsoever. <laughs> we are 100% confident. Plus, we're really good at denying stuff. Who took little, like some little bits of it, radiocarbon dated it and said, hey, this was made in the 1350s. <laughs> you know, when it was found. It says made in Italy on it. <laughs> Still an impressively date. old sheet. Well, and they don't actually know how it was made. The, the leading... There's a bunch of stuff where it's like, well, maybe they did this, maybe they did that. My favorite one is like a painter painted it on glass first and then put the shroud like under it and painted some stuff and then tipped it over. So he traced it. Yeah, he's a tracer. Huh. Okay. There's also theories that they did some weird sun exposure to it. Miracle. (laughs) Go with me for a minute. Maybe Jesus has the power to give youth to sheets. Yeah. (laughs) Kelly, Kelly, you're not far. You're not far off from some like they say. No, it just seems younger because when Jesus poofed, a science happened that we don't understand. <laughs> He's a time traveler. So if you don't understand, that's not science anymore. So the guys who had the shroud said, "Oh no, you accidentally took some bits and pieces that were patches that were added in the medieval times. See, they got <laughs> holes in it. They patched it up. 
So the scientist said, well, then can we get some not patch parts? And they said, no. <laughs> <laughs> Too valuable. See, it's all patches at this point. Yeah. No, we, we can't we can't bear to part with anymore. So just just calm down. Okay. <laughs> also, if you look at the anatomical proportions on the shroud, they're off. Like he has a huge head, but a little tiny forehead. A lot of people <laughs> didn't know that about Jesus. <laughs> His arms are roughly the length as though a gorilla was Jesus. <laughs> this is a whole body imprint. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just a face. No, nah, man. Yeah, Jesus was 15 oh, feet tall. This has got to give some like alien conspiracy theorists some fuel. <laughs> <laughs> However, the proportions are correct. If we look at some of the old medieval art that used to be floating around at that time, like the way they used to draw people, if transcribed onto this thing, is pretty consistent. Sounds like they used to draw people real ugly. Yeah, before they invented foreheads. Or references. So, yeah, probably not authentic, but still venerated quite often. Like, yay, look, there he is. We got a picture of him on a cloth. Look, if you've been praying at something since the 1300s, it's got to have picked up some Jesus energy by now. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. So you're saying you're saying just by the act of saying it's Jesus and then talking about it for 700 yeah. years? If you say the word Jesus around something enough, it'll become a relic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it becomes one of those antennas you were talking about just from all the God praying in its vicinity. All right, all right, I'll inhabit this piece of cloth. Yeah, there's just enough like religious traffic going through it. <laughs> That's the, that's the traffic leaving church on Sunday. Yeah. So let's talk about St. Anthony now. Oh, he's on fire. Well, the disease is named after him. Uh, he's the patron saint of lost things who just so happened to come, come down with his very own disease, St. Anthony's fire. Yeah. What a lucky guy. <laughs> Which is, I don't know how to pronounce this word, ergot? Ergo? Yeah. It's, yep, it's ergot. one of the things they originally thought the witch trials might have yeah. been attributed to. It's a poisoning from a fungus that grows on rye grass. Like W-R-Y? Yes. Rye. (laughs) So he did what anybody who is hallucinating and speaking in tongues would do. He made himself a little vault underneath a walnut tree and buried himself in there so he could live out the rest of his agonizing days in silence. How do you bury yourself? That's what I want when I'm hallucinating, a vault where I'm isolated in. (laughs) Well, 30 years later, somebody thought to check on him. Okay. Are you still okay? So they dug up his vault and they're like, ah, crap, St. Anthony has turned to dust. (laughs) Oh, shit. Don't sneeze. (laughs) Except for his perfectly glistening, moist, and totally pink and wonderful tongue. Ah. Still flopping around on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you do when you find a perfectly good St. Anthony tongue in the dust? (laughs) You eat it. Ugh. You pick it up and you start kissing it. Ah! The first man to find it said, ooh, St. Anthony's tongue. Mm. <laughs> Were they like, I mean, are we talking kissing, kissing? Is this a French situation? <laughs> All it said was he kissed it a lot. I, I feel like it's more like a kissing the Godfather's ring sort of scenario. <laughs> Good. So after he was done making out with St. Anthony, <laughs> <laughs> our boy took the tongue and he said, I want the most exquisite box for my tongue. Also, this, there's not so much dust here, so also take that lower jaw and vocal cords. Because we're okay. going to make some fucked up Warhammer 40k shit. Oh, God. <laughs> so if you'd like to click on the first link there, Sean, the very first uh, relic that you see there, the very first one is the jaw of St. Anthony. What? And the second one is the tongue in the box. Ah. Ooh. Oh. Wow. If you wanted your whole face to just be a jaw. Wow. It's like a little tongue palace. <laughs> it is like a little tongue palace. I feel like there's a lot of euphemisms flying around right now. 
And there's there's one more picture of the, of the jaw, and it looks like just the most exquisite, awful hat. Yeah, it looks like some sort of like horrible angel coming down. Is it a bell on the bottom, or is that just a stand? I I think that's a box, huh? Like if that was a boss in a video game, I would be worried about fighting it. Yeah, it looks like something out of Dark Souls or Bayonetta. Yeah. So these are the one of the most well known relics, and these relics go on tour. They were most recently in New York. Like you could visit the tongue. Hello, Detroit. Are you ready to be blessed? I feel like a man who like buried himself under a tree for like some peace and quiet while his mind melted. I don't think he'd be quite so garish. This is a lot of gold, like an aggressive amount of gold. And the reason they took the bottom jaw and tongue is because St. Anthony was known for his loquacious uh, sermons. Like he could convert you with just a few words. (laughs) Just by licking you. (laughs) (laughs) No, St. Anthony's tonguing everybody in town again. (laughs) So like I said, they're both on display today, but the tongue looks like the most exquisite and forbidden jerky. <laughs> I mean, it's got a nice house. It does. It's it's got it's got its tongue palace. So fi- for our last relic, I would like to talk about a phrase that has been haunting my brain. Okay. For the last few days, it's the holy foreskin. Ooh. So as Jesus was Jewish, he would have mm-hmm. had to have been circumcised. Okay. Which has an event. It's an event that has way too many paintings of it. Which go ahead and click the second link and <laughs> see the several paintings of the circumcision of Jesus. <laughs> Holy crap, there's like 15. <laughs> oh, look at that little bald Jesus. And a lot of people seem very uninterested in the process. <laughs> so this guy looks angry. Jesus looks skeptical. He's <laughs> like rolling his eyes. So the actual foreskin itself popped up when King Charlemagne himself gave it to Pope Leo III as a gift. <laughs> Here, keep the tip. But <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says congratulations like, here's part of the member of our Lord. <laughs> Wouldn't it be like the unholy foreskin of Jesus? Like, he didn't want it. He was Jewish. It's like this bit, not <laughs> not very holy. <laughs> Probably the least holy part of the baby. Yes. <laughs> this is an unholy baby. This is the trash part. That's like Jesus' dirty diaper. <laughs> Another relic, yes. (laughs) Charlemagne said it had been given to him by a man he believed to be an angel, but who we all know is a pervert. (laughs) I got some baby penis. What a weird angel job. (laughs) Charlemagne. (laughs) All right, hold out your hands and close your eyes. What does that feel like to you? (laughs) That's right. Feels like a leather ring. (laughs) (laughs) What is this, calamari? (laughs) Except that this wasn't the only holy foreskin going around at the time. Well, Jesus did have five penises. (laughs) Jesus had, he was like an octopus of dicks. (laughs) When all is said and done, over 21 different churches said, no, we got the real Jesus foreskin. (laughs) (laughs) 21. But how on earth does any one person tell whether or not that's the real Jesus foreskin? Mm-hmm. What method mm-hmm. would you use? Uh, <laughs> well, science didn't work out well last time. I think the only way to be sure is if, for one church to buy all of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then they know they have the right one. <laughs> make a necklace out of them. You <laughs> ask Mary, she would know. You're wrong. It's disgusting to truly know oh, no. what the if, 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 if this is... Christ's foreskin. You must taste it. <laughs> what does Jesus taste like? That's what everybody wants to know. This is the flesh of Christ. 
Christ. <laughs> oh, so that's if, true. If you taste of the flesh of Christ, you should be filled with joy and love and holiness so profound that it changes you inside. <laughs> I think they're just weeding out the perverts again. I have a direct quote from a nun. So great was the sweetness at the swallowing of this membrane. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I felt the sweet transformation in all my members and the muscles of my members. Wow. Members. Plural? I don't know. <laughs> well, now she's got the eight penises. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Nobody else eat this. Oh, you got the wrong foreskin. That one was cursed. <laughs> However, many medieval scholars say there cannot possibly be a holy foreskin. No. Well, Jesus was a woman. <laughs> oh. oh, no. <laughs> to which? Uh, no, Jesus went to heaven, so all of his shit went with him. <laughs> Wait, what? Just right out of the rabbi's trash can. When he went to heaven, that, that foreskin would have been like, boom, heaven with me. <laughs> foreskin got raptured? Yeah. Wow. So unless we get one to taste, I guess we'll never know. Does that mean like every time he clipped his fingers, fingernails, like <laughs> foop, 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 they all came up with him? Oh, yeah. He's the man with the longest fingernails in heaven. <laughs> and that's all I have for you guys. Do you guys have any relics? I don't understand. Like, just, is that just for Jesus or when everybody dies, they take all their stuff with them? When everybody dies, that's why you're not supposed to be cremated. Yeah. Eventually, huh. you go up in the shape you are in. That That's... Right how it eventually works. You you need your body together. But what about all those saint bits? That's unfortunate for well, they're extra holy. God's willing to do the the puzzles for them. <laughs> but not Jesus? Well they, he's already brought him up. Oh, I see. Bring my son and his foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> I said all of him. Roll that rock aside. <laughs> um I I've never seen any relics. I mean I I've read plenty about them. Like I, I read about the Holy Grail, but that's a whole lot of stuff and nonsense. I feel like I saw one in like an art museum somewhere, possibly in Chicago, but I could be misremembering. Like researching this, I saw a lot of hands and heads. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any experience with relics, but I do have one occasion when I got conned into buying something old that was supposed to be something it wasn't. When I was in kindergarten, another kindergartner sold me an unhatched dinosaur egg. Nice. Did it work? It Well, no. It was an oval rock, <laughs> which I kept on the heater for like a month. It would hatch into a dinosaur. Hoping to become the queen of dragons. Yeah. I love Tiny Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I think I traded him like one of my favorite like toy cars at the time. Oh. And my mom was just like calling me an idiot. <laughs> I was just you like, you're going to... You're going to be sorry when I've got my own dinosaur. <laughs> but there's there's a lot of relics I didn't go over where it's like a salt-cured heart or an entire head. Left buttocks. Yeah. There's yeah. just a mummified head yeah, in like its own little church. That ain't no goat. <laughs> but you're also supposed to be like rubbing stuff on these. I don't think I'd let anybody near my mummified head. Yeah, mummies take yeah. a lot of responsibility. <laughs> Wait, is it like the Blarney Stone where you have to like kiss it? <laughs> have you kissed the Blarney Stone? Because it's terrifying. No, I haven't. I heard it. I heard it's harrowing. Because they, they dangle you off a castle. Uh, you get to be touched by a strapping Irish lad. Huh? <laughs> Very strong, but. It's got to be. Ooh. Got them fish lifters. <laughs> he, did, he did have some fish lifters on him. But if we if you guys don't have any relics, uh, I've got a what are, we, what are your morals worth? Well, if you got enough money, I got a relic for you. <laughs> So you three are the first living people to be canonized as saints. Oh, oh okay. Enjoy that. However, in the bargain, I'm going to need a first-class relic from each of you. 
Oh, all right. What is it and how much do I have to pay you? Oh, man. I mean, I can go down to any grocery store or butcher block and get... We're taking it <laughs> off of you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see where the, the catch is. I mean, I have a lot of hair. <laughs> I feel uh, like hair makes a good relic. Here's a super Kelly's easy one. It. One of, one of the, the most venerated relics of all time is St. Clair's fingernails and hair clippings. Uh, yeah, that's a creepy glass box full of fingernails and hair. Shuka, shuka, shuka. We will pay you in more Catholic gold if you give us a fleshy parts. <laughs> I'll give you my hair for a hundred bucks. <laughs> okay. I mean, the Catholic Church has a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, uh, apparently they can make gold churches for tongues. Yeah, <laughs> I just feel like my hair is my distinguishing feature. Like it'd be the appropriate thing to give. And they'll make a marble statue of you and put the hair on top of it. Oh, gross! Ooh, I think I could probably part with a finger. Uh, Which think, one? Yeah, I think I I want to keep my index and my thumbs. You want your pinky? Remember the uh, hands episode? Your pinky is all the strength in your hands. Uh, yeah, I like can. a ring finger, maybe. Yeah, yeah, a ring or a middle. I could probably part with one of those, but yeah, that'll cost you. The bird of St. John Ald. <laughs> That's true. You did say that. Your index is your least useful finger. Well, oh, impossible. I feel like I use it all the time, <laughs> at least twice a day. I'm constantly indexing, indexing things. I'm constantly jamming it into people. How much to lose a finger? But it's the Catholic Church. Like that's the thing. Like when my my client has a lot of money, <laughs> it tends to make my costs go up and some of it's fairly dirty money so you don't have to feel bad i, I think i'll <laughs> give up a middle toe oh yeah a yeah, toe would be fairly easy i guess and they can stick that in like a nice a nice silver box not not, so, not nothing so garish as gold I, I know what you should give up andy is some teeth yeah <laughs> but i don't have any more to spare i was gonna say they, they could pull a couple of those suckers out of there and you probably wouldn't miss them <laughs> let's just replace them with something yeah, do, do replace I them get... with pure gold yeah give, give me some of them catholic teeth <laughs> Trade your teeth for Jesus's teeth. Yeah, gold encrusted rubies. Mm. I'll give you a finger for five million because it also starts Ooh. with an F. Okay, I'll give you the finger for five million. Yeah, I think I'll give up that middle toe, and I I only want two million, but I'm also going to sit in the church that you make around it and wave to people. <laughs> I think that's my toe. I think my offering can beat all of yours because mm. I'm going to give them an ear. Oh, and go. And when they put it in its tiny little golden birdhouse, <laughs> like people will be able to come up to it and like whisper in it and talk right to God. Mm-hmm. Adam had a story for his. Yeah. Adam, you have such perfect feet. Yeah, I can't get rid of those. Like <laughs> when I die, they can take the whole foot. And I don't know, 100,000 for an ear? I mean, you still have your, your hole. You can yeah. And I can, I can wear like a deerstalker cap or something and hide that pretty well. <laughs> False ears. False ears, yes. Just strapped yeah. around your head. <laughs> Don't mention his cherry wood ear. <laughs> I didn't know the saint was a Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> Live long and prosper. <laughs> yeah, I just I like the the idea of like people lined up to lean over and whisper into this ear their prayers or something. See, Adam's. I, I I'm give. I, we don't award winners for this, but I'm giving it to Adam because he yeah. had a story. <laughs> what are you going to do with a toe, Andy? Honestly, kick field goals. <laughs> <laughs> He's so proud of himself. Look at him. <laughs> so, if that's all we have for this week, we're shutting her down. Uh, we'd like to thank mm. Gerard, our wonderful editor.
editor and all of you for listening uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us we're at at acid pop podcast on instagram and twitter it's uh our acid pop on reddit or it's acidpoppodcast at gmail.com and remember like any old bones can be holy so go ape bye bye